my calculations are correct, when this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're gonna see some serious shit. It's Geek Stuff, TNG. What the fuck is a reboot? We're gonna be rolling out a lot of new things. Where the stars of this piece of shit? Oh, are you? I am the sandwich. No one of consequence. You can find me on Xbox at Fat Dumbledore. <laughs> you know what keeps going through my head? Where's my sandwich? To all who come to this happy place, welcome. I am West Coast Scott! How the hell did I get roped into this? Show me what you got. Scotty, beam me up. The force is strong with this one. And I am Big Kev. Hail to the king, baby. Yo, that kid Monty is fired. I have Amigo Isis action figure. Almighty Isis. And here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, from Parks Unknown, and your Geek Stuff TNG champion, the Crash Sunday! That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you're joining Geek Stuff TNG Live with the undisputed Crash Champion, The Sandwich. <laughs> the crush, Crash Sandwich? Is that I it? didn't know we had production for that now. <laughs> oh, we, oh, we did it. It's ago. We planned it several days ago, but I just couldn't get it done. So Scott and I did it right before uh, we started the show today. What's the crash champion? I know I, I am it, but. Well, I, I just want you to talk to the listeners about your week. Oh, really? Really? We're going to make fun of the fact they got in a car accident? <laughs> no, yeah. it's not that you got into a car accident. It's that previously on this program, I have described what you do to me when you are driving me places and I'm uh, in prayer or bracing myself for impact. So why don't, you, why don't you remind the listeners what we've talked about? You know, that thing that you do? Well, I'll stare at you and I'll speed up. <laughs> and, and when you're speeding up, what, what's going on on the road when you're speeding up? Red lights in front of us. <laughs> Right, right, right. Because because there's what in front of us? Traffic. <laughs> Traffic. Like another vehicle, right? Several other vehicles, at and, least. And tell us, tell us, if you can, tell us what your accident was this week. Driving down a highway on the way to work. And it's, uh, I say highway. It's like a local route. It's called Route 23 for those who are in my area. I'm going down 23 towards work and it's one lane at this point one lane on my way one lane going the other way so we're going we're going going there's someone trying to make a, a turn across to like get past us like someone coming the other way trying to make a, a turn into something 
the woman we're going we're going we're going the woman in front of me dead stops to let this person go mm-hmm. which he shouldn't have so it was clearly his fault for stopping to let this guy go that's that's right it's clearly the well, fault when everyone of, else is going you don't stop it's not the fault of the person who was perhaps running too close to the car in front of him it's not I that wasn't, though on that fast though i wasn't even running that close or fast oh, oh okay okay what did what did the law say yeah it's in new jersey <laughs> she could have it's every going. state <laughs> you hit somebody from behind you are at fault that, oh, oh and he left Wow, I'm I'm hoping that was an accident. But that was like perfect timing. Uh, so we have lost wow. the sandwich. Kev, you're overmodulating a little bit. Can you? Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll wow. yeah, I know. I know you're excited about that. That intro was so much fun. Wow. Well, while we're waiting on the sandwich to come back, uh, I'm, I mean, we're waiting, but oh. is he coming back? Oh, there he is. Ladies and gentlemen. From Parts Unknown, and your Geek Stuff TNG Champion, The Crash Sunday! Alright, let's put that back in there so we can have that again because it would be fun. If he left and come back, yeah. I mean, we won't do it every time he comes back in. Are you really upset? Because you look like you have that face on. Did you just like storm out like uh, like it really was WWE? And you're like, that's it, I'm out of here. Yes. <laughs> but but sandwich, it's just some good natured ribbing. I know. No, it just sucks because the, the total repair was two hundred and fifty dollars, and I got paid this week. $253. Oh, cool. <laughs> so you have $3. I have $3. Let's put it this way, Sandwich. What if, what if the total repair was $256? Then you would be owing 3 bucks. So yes. if you look at it from that perspective, you actually made 3 bucks. Wow, I should spend that $3 on a pack of bubblegum. <laughs> Can you buy them for three bucks anymore? Depending on the inflation of bubblegum nowadays. Yeah, I mean, you certainly can't buy a pack of cigarettes for that three bucks. Not in New Jersey. Sandwich and cigarettes. You can get some Chulis gum over the quick stop. I don't even know if, like, Georgia has cigarettes for three dollars anymore. Georgia! Georgia! Do you hear the... Well, no, that's, that's not part of our program. Never mind. So, <laughs> not a new genre. Uh, let's do let's do the plugs before we get started here. Uh, this is going to be is this is this the last episode of the year? Yes. Yeah. So we're going to take a couple of weeks off. So this will be a big episode. So uh, while we are away, be sure you're following uh, the show on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Geek Stuff TNG, on all those places. And if you want to call, leave us a voicemail. And we have a couple voicemails. Honestly, I missed I missed one or two that are a week or so old that I missed. Uh, so we're going to be, you know, catching up at year end here. But you can call the GVM line, 201-730-2547. And we'll make sure that uh, we check that a little more frequently. Did you do that right? Yeah, I think so. Say it again. 201-730-2547. Make sure you didn't hit your head in that car crash. I know I didn't. 
No, it just I said it and it sounded wrong. <laughs> what if you forgot the number? You hit your head, and the only part of amnesia that you had was the GVM one. Two zero one seven two zero two five four seven. Yeah, yeah, sounds right. Yeah, it's back. You can also uh, send us an email at geeksofteng at gmail.com. What if we just started mixing them up and you were like, you can send us an email at two zero one seven two zero gmail.com. Uh, you also can support the show even through uh, the uh, time off that we have here over on the Patreon, patreon.com slash geekstuffdng. For $1 a month, you can join the private Discord server and chat with members of the show. And if you at mention Kev, he will respond. True. Uh, for $3 a month, it's the early bridge special where you get the show typically the day after we record. So usually we record on Monday, so you usually get that episode by Tuesday. Uh, for $5 a month, it's the bonus round. You get uh, the sandwich shop and the vintage episodes on the 1st and the 15th. And what was the sandwich shop about this week? Oh my god, it was about <laughs> the Star Wars Holiday Special. Yeah, how oh, you like how'd you like that? Where did, first of all, where did you see it? Was it on YouTube? The one you, you had sent one in the group chat. Oh yes, I remember that. Okay. So, so I mentioned this, I'm not really caught up on the lore of the Star Wars Holiday Special. Right. Is that the only copy still, even though it's on YouTube? Is yes. That still that one, the one so the, the one that was uploaded to YouTube is the is the same one that everybody has. But so the Incredible it's, Hulk will not be playing tonight. Yeah, exactly. And the same commercials and everything, because there's literally one copy of it. In ex it, it you know, it, it's the the way it got around was one person. Yeah, one person recorded it, and they. You know, and that copy got copied, and so on, and so on, and so on, and that's, uh, yeah, that's it. That's the only one. Yeah, I've never so, seen a version of that that didn't, that wasn't exactly the same one. So, and that person was Harvey Corman's mother. And we're talking about a lot of, a lot. I mean, years and years of being copied and copied and copied. I mean, it came out in 1978. It's almost 50 years old. Yeah, and if you think about it from that perspective, too, you know, we're lucky that we have it at all, because who the hell had a VCR in 78? Yeah. The answer is not a whole lot of people. So <laughs> I, think, I think it's extraordinarily lucky that we have it at all, honestly. Oh, yeah. My parents were, like, six and seven when that came out. Nice. Which is crazy. Also, I didn't realize that, like, they had the actual Star Wars actors in it. That's all, like, oh, I, yeah. Is, is that really us? I thought it was, like, a direct-to-TV, basically, like, it's all about Chewie's family. No, they had, like, actual people in this. But for just... Like, there's a lot... Just for, I mean, they were only on screen for a few seconds. And, I know. And, and Mark Hamill's almost unrecognizable with the makeup. Exactly. I didn't, I didn't realize... I had to make sure that was him. I didn't know if it was a standard or not. Also, they I can really tell they went really hard on naming Chewie's wife and then gave up naming his son and I guess the uncle or something, Lumpy and Itchy. Lumpy is his son, I think, right? Or his nephew Lumpy or whatever it is. Or whatever. And Itchy is like the old uncle who hangs out there. I, I went with uncle. I don't know if it's his dad or it. I got uncle vibes, but that could it remind me of Red Dead Redemption. Like Chewie is John Marston, and okay. <laughs> he's in a gang, and he goes out. So like, okay, so that must be Uncle Ben. Yeah. So 
That was my connection. It was as bad as I thought it was in the best way possible. You know what I mean? All right, well, so be sure to check out the sandwich shop again. You can get access to that with a bonus round at $5 a month. And then for $10 a month, you can watch live as we go on the Instagram lives as we record on Monday afternoons. Today you would have seen, oh, no, we weren't live when we worked out that bit. That's too bad. We should have did that. that like, I, just want, I just want a bunch of wrestling references this episode now. Oh, yeah. That sounds good. Think about that. It, this is episode 664, Crash Sandwich, right? Crash Sandwich. Kev, what do you think about the rest of the references? No. It doesn't matter! Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, what did you think of that bit? It doesn't matter what you think! Oh my goodness. Kev, you're still overmodulating a little bit. You're still God, super man. There's a little space between you and the mic. Oh, turn my mic. Oh. Hold on. I'm, I'll okay. see if I can solve it another way, because... For God's sake. There is... Tomorrow. That's not wrestling. How's that? Is that better? Yeah, that's good. And then we will jump right into the show with production. Production. What's in the news? Boy, that was loud. Yeah, it's always loud. Okay. Um. So have you have you guys seen the Nichols Nichols GoFundMe news? No. Nichols GoFundMe news. Michelle Nichols, right? Lieutenant oh. Uhura. Yeah. Uh, after you left last week, you know, I mentioned that she was at LA Comic Con, and and it was you know enough that that was her final con appearance, right? Yes. She, yes. She several retired. years ago, was yeah, she, you know, she was diagnosed with dementia, and just kind of she wants to go out before things right. deteriorate, right? You know, it's it's inevitable and it's, it's sad. It's, she doesn't want to be Jim Doing, Scotty. Who they were just wheeling into conventions the last year or two of his life. Yeah. Wheeling, wheelchair, wheeling him in, and he would just kind of barely get the name onto the thing. I, those were sad days. Him and Soupy Sales is another one who I remember they were kind of wheeling him in at the end. And he was just barely able to, like, scratch out a, a you know, a, a name for a bit. Anyway, yeah, and then they shot him into space, right? Scotty, yes. <laughs> um, but so, yeah, so, so apparently some point right at the start of her diagnosis, um, I guess allegedly, I, I should say, her manager got her to sign power of attorney over to him like immediately after she was diagnosed with dementia and then has like a sweetheart deal renting the guest house on her property in L.A. for $300 a month. And, and and that's it. Three. Oh, you mean he's living there? Yeah, he's living oh, there. Oh, right, okay, right. okay. I thought he was renting it out to other people for three hundred a month. I'm like, that guy's an idiot. He should be and, getting and way more guess, than that. Yeah, and so so I guess uh, Michelle Nichols' only son is trying to. The GoFundMe is to raise money to sue because he's got the power of attorney, and and so it's, it's just seems like it's a whole boondoggle, and that's just wow, what unfortunate a for for one of you know one of the pioneers of uh, sci-fi television. That's true. So, uh, let's see. Uh, on another television note that's maybe not so much in our genre, did you see that uh, Jeff Garland is out over at the Goldbergs? I did see that. Yeah. Well, apparently he's got some uh, behavioral issues, which doesn't surprise me, you know, considering the crowd that he runs in, comedy-wise. 
Not surprised that he has uh, been booted from the Goldbergs. They say it's mutual. I don't. I can't see that that's true. Well, I guess what what benefit would there be for him to fight it? I don't know that there would be a benefit for him to fight it. Exactly. So that's why it's mutual. It's like you know what? I'll just go quietly and we that'll that'll keep the story as quiet as possible. I would assume. If he fights it, then it's going to bring more attention to it. Right. So, it, it, and they haven't, they don't know how they're going to explain his absence on the show. I would imagine he'll, uh, you know, Pucci had to go back to his home planet, maybe? <laughs> maybe. Uh, let's see. So, so, in more genre-related news, uh, we got a release date for Blue Beetle. Oh, yippee skippy. Only in theaters, August 18th of 22. So... Oh, is this Blue Beetle? Which Blue Beetle is this? Is this Ted Cord or is this no, the, uh, the kid? It's the kid. Ted Cord would make sense for them. It's not Ted Cord. It's the kid. No, I, I wish it was Ted Cord. Oh, we all wish it was Ted Cord. I'm not against the kid. I just work. I don't know enough about Ted Cord. Like they've been using the kid a lot. Like so, I would enjoy that if it was Ted Cord. I don't like yeah, so, the kid. I was a Blue Beetle fan from way back, and when they switched it to that Power Ranger suit, I was not happy. Do you think they may get them both in there and have the passing of the torch? No. And that be the story of the movie? No, because the point would be to establish, you know, the character, and you're not going to do that by confusing the fans that there's already one? Did I miss that one? Did I, you know, it just seems like it's not a plausible idea for them to do that. I'm not, I don't know much about the character of Blue Beetle other than like he's commonly hanging out with Booster Gold, right? Right, those two kind of I mean, of, eventually, yes. Yeah, but I mean, but if it doesn't, the original Blue Beetle, Ted Gord, I guess is the name, like. The, the original I, Blue Beetle, I, I think technically the original Blue Beetle is a different guy. I think Ted Gord is technically the second one. Yeah, right? yeah, there's like a Golden Age one also. But, but, I mean, doesn't, doesn't, doesn't the suit, like, get handed to whoever the one that this movie's going to be about? I mean, so it has to come from somewhere. Well, maybe he creates it. I imagine them going for that Spider-Man vibe because, and actually, the, the, for them going for that Miles Morales vibe, because I'm pretty sure, isn't this kid Hispanic? Jaime Reyes, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, that's probably what the story is. All right, well. You can see it only in theaters. So here's the thing: is this in this extended universe still? Are we still trying to like keep this alive on a ventilator? Or uh, I think it's universe? probably. I think it's probably its own thing. Um, mm-hmm. If it's going to be part of that, I mean, it could be part of the universe. Who knows anymore? You know, I can't, I can't even say I, that I, I know for sure anymore. Because I don't, I feel like Shazam isn't in the universe. It, see, but that's so. the thing. It, it, it is. It's often like one corner of the universe because the Superman sort of made an appearance at the end of the first movie. Right. Yeah. Right. Oh, and by the way, I, I was wrong. I said 2022 is 2023 for Blue Beetle. Oh, wow. and, and, uh, and the main character is the, the kid from Cobra Kai. Oh, okay. yeah? The actor, yeah. So, I can't pronounce the last name. Oh, yeah, he's got Yeah, he's, he's, he's Johnny's student. Yeah. Right? Yeah. That's his voice. That's coming out soon. Quick yeah. I think it's January, isn't it, or February? 
Yeah, I think early January. I think it's coming out very, very soon. Yeah. I gotta catch up on that. I really, I only watched season one so far, but I loved it. Oh, it was really good. Yeah, I liked it. Um, yeah, no, you know, I, I said today I'm gonna come in Black Adam. I don't know if Black Adam is in the canon. I think he is too. And they're gonna use Black. They're using Black Adam to actually get other characters into the universe, like Hawkman. Hawkman yeah. is like really a predominant character in Black Adam. And there's another one, too. Uh, I can't remember who it is now off the top of my head. But there's another fairly significant character in Black Adam other than Hawkman, who you're like, oh, they're, they're getting him in that way, or her. I think it's him. But I honestly don't remember <laughs> what the character is. I'm excited because I've always kind of, you know, you know sort of uh, like down low liked Hawkman. I remember I read one of the Hawkman uh, volumes, you know, during, I can't remember which one it was, but I read the, that entire volume, and then when they changed the character, they, you know, restarted the book or something, I got out, but I did like Hawkman. I, you know, he's kind of a secondary sort of character-like for me in the way that Moon Knight is sort of a secondary character for me in Marvel. It's the same kind of thing. <clears throat> Yeah. Well, let's, uh, so let's keep moving on. Some uh, news about Avatar 2 and 3. 2 is completely done. It's in the can, and it is coming to, I would assume, theaters near you December 16th of 2022, so just Ooh. about a year from uh, the, this, the time of taping. Right. Do you, want to make a, do you want to make a bold statement about Avatar 2 that we can then listen to a year from now? Yes, it's going to fail. <laughs> Well, because, so failing because, for Avatar, not because making a billion dollars. Everybody, yeah, well, yeah, kind of. Uh, but here's uh, two things. One, I like the first better, uh, the first one better when they called it Pocahontas. Uh, two, I also think that um, most of the people who enjoyed Avatar are now retired people. So I I mean, like that, that, that's how long ago it came out. I like the Avatar. I'm, a, I'm an Avatar. Avatar, possibly the best fan name ever. <laughs> if, if I have the opportunity to watch Avatar, I, I will watch it. If it's on TV or if I get a new streaming service, like that was the first thing I watched on Disney Plus was Avatar. So I had the opportunity to. I don't hate the movie. I mean, I don't like it very much, but I don't hate it. But I also don't think how many years later. You know, are we doing the sequel? I mean, it's, I think 2008 the first one came out. Something like that. 13 so, years. Yeah, at least. Yeah, I mean, and, and Disney built, built a whole land around it at Disney World. I mean, it, it's re crazy that it's one movie that wasn't even a Disney property at the time. I, and so I, I just feel like Disney needs to needs this to work to drum up excitement to justify keeping that land going. Why? You know, like, Why? They'll just convert it over to a Star Wars land, and, and that's it. It'll be fine. Suddenly it's, uh, what's the Wookiee planet? Um, Kashyyyk. Kashyyyk. Suddenly it's Kashyyyk. 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 Yeah. Or so, Dagobah, or, or, or some planet they make up. You know, just for the park. The Force Moon of Endor. Stick, so, yeah, stick a stormtrooper in it. Done. Star Wars planet. I, I prefer it, honestly. I mean, I'll, I'll say this. The land looks cool. 
Uh, you know, I've been there twice. Uh, I've ridden the, the, like, river ride is, like, boring. It's not, it's not that fun. There's nothing that happens. You keep waiting for something, and, like, there's not even, like, a drop in it. It's just very mellow. But the, like, the ride where you're, like, on the back of one of the animals from the Avatar movie, where you're flying, that was pretty fun. I got to admit, that was a pretty damn good ride. But, the, but it's not worth the three- to four-hour wait for it. You got to go, I got to pay 20 bucks in the lightning lane and go do it. Would be my recommendation. So this would be the time for the speculation to begin about toys for, for Avatar 2 and 3. And what I mean by speculation is, one, uh, the first question, who is going to make the Avatar toys? Because I feel like, although I will not say for sure, I feel like they were Mattel. Well, I'm sure one of you could Google that. I think it was Mattel that did the first movie toys, I think. So the question is, who is going to do the movie toys, one. Two, do you now invest in the movie toys from the first movie because the popular theory would be that if the movie is a hit, the secondary market on toys from the first film will go through the roof. So, so you, could, you could get like 400, 500 bucks for it, like those silver hawks I saw at LA Calica. Yeah, and there's, they have never been that high. The rarest silver hawk there is, is Quicksilver's second version from the third wave of those toys. I think he's the third wave. He is the rarest of all of them. And, and, and I paid way less than half of that for that figure when I bought mine. So there's no way Quicksilver, the first version, is worth 400 bucks. That's ridiculous. That is exactly what, you know, it seems to be, which is there's a new, there's new figures coming. There's new um, sort of animation coming because Super 7, I think, is going to do another series. And because of all those things, yeah, gouging has begun or the market is on an upswing. And I wonder that... Uh, I wonder that the first Avatar film toys will follow suit. Meaning, people are going to start gobbling them up because, you know, who's, first of all, who would be buying them now? Nobody. I mean, you know, for the last, I don't even know. I'm trying to think of the last time I saw a piece of Avatar toy at a show. And it's got to be four or five years since I've seen a piece at a show. That said, if you are able to gobble them up cheap and the movie is a hit and people are looking for series one or film one stuff, you could be sitting on a gold mine. But conversely, you could pay a, you know, what will now be because this announcement has happened. Those prices are going to go up really quick. But if you manage to grab them low, you may be able to sell them high down the line. But that's all what, that's what speculative speculating is. So. <laughs> yeah, you know, buy some Bitcoin, buy a couple of Avatar yeah, toys, it's all that's all. Yeah. Not to be considered investment advice. Uh, let's see, I think there was a Wonder Woman rumor. I don't know how much we want to give to, to rumors that she's going to show up in uh, the new Shazam movie, I think it is. What was that rumor? Like Adam or Shazam? Let me see here. Yeah, in Shazam, Fury of the Gods, that Wonder Woman might show up there. So, I mean, Superman showed up in the first one, so, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it just, it may be, I mean, Superman showed up in it, but she didn't see the actor's face at all, right? So maybe Wonder Woman will be in it for, as an after credits 
sting or two. Boots walk into a room and then the right. surprise roll. Yeah, it could be could be anyone other than her. Uh, let's see. There's a little bit of an uproar about uh, uh, Michael B. Jordan saying that uh, Killmonger's not a villain, right? Uh, I mean, well, I don't see how he's not a villain because he up and killed people. He's a villain. I, I think he's not. I was just like he's a villain, but he's my favorite villain. Like I understand why he's messed up in the head. He's definitely a villain, though. He definitely well, shot people with no regard. I mean, we can get into a much deeper conversation about this because is Thanos a villain? Yes. Why? Yeah, definitely why is. is he a villain but Killmonger isn't? Oh, I'm not saying that they both are. You know what I mean? Okay. Yeah. Here, here's the quote from Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, Killmonger was the villain. He cared about his people just as much as T'Challa. He just had a different way of going about getting it done. So everything he was doing was for the benefit of the uh, people of Wakanda. That's I don't think we're arguing about the morality of a fictional character in a movie. Yes, it's that what we do. <laughs> Is it really? It's what we do, show, man. sir. It's what we do. <laughs> so we get unpaid for. Unpaid <laughs> for. I like it. Um, all right, let's let's go. Let's jump to a subject that Kev's gonna love. Uh, oh wait, hold my breath. Uh, trying to get in. All right, I'm settled in. Have you seen the boss for the new Nicolas Cage movie? No. Where he plays himself? No. It's called the unbearable weight of massive talent. <laughs> it looks hilarious. I love Nicolas Cage anyway. This looks fantastic. I uh, I am all in from the first preview that I saw. Kev, comment? I mean, what does one even say? I just, I don't, what, did he see that Val Kilmer made one and he's like, I'm going to make one too. Oh, but this is a fictionalized movie about Nicholas Cage. Cage. Oh, yeah. well, that's that's even more egocentric, isn't it? Right, where he plays himself, right. So it's going to be fantastic. Plays himself down on his luck and uh, having to spy on a super fan of his who was apparently evil or something like that. Evil, I killed you. That's fantastic. This is why I love Nicholas Cage. <laughs> Way back when I wore an onion on my belt, which was the custom at the time. What is that reference? The Simpsons. Oh, you don't know that one? I was wearing an onion on my belt, which was the style at the time. Have you seen the tattoo? There, no. There's a, if, if you look up the YouTube video of that quote, it's, you know, because you know how long Grandpa Simpson rambles in that quote. Yeah. And this guy literally has every word that Grandpa Simpson says in that whole speech tattooed on his arm back something it's crazy you should check it out it's worth it's worth looking at that's a lot it's a lot that, that's a long rambling speech it's either a whole sleeve or his entire back yeah i think i think it's the whole back so um with that i think let's let's jump into the streamers there's not a lot of new disney plus news other than Encanto's coming to disney plus december uh 24th like christmas oh, cool. eve so by the time this is out uh, you can watch Encanto, which was fantastic. But let's jump over to Netflix, and before we jump into Netflix, we've got well, a uh, voicemail. Well, we also oh. we also can talk about Hawkeye. Oh yeah, okay. But let's uh, okay. So then let's let's well let's 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 take the voicemail first, and we'll come okay. back and talk about Hawkeye. Okay. Right. So let's uh, we'll do Netflix. We'll come back to Disney Plus after our voicemail from our friend Vicious Smith. 
Hey, it's Vicious Smith. Uh, boys, I'm ready to talk about Cowboy Bebop. Anybody want to discuss it with me? Hello? Anyone? Euler? I can hear you breathing. Oh, well. Let's see what he's doing there. He's suggesting that we have never discussed Cowboy Bebop. But that just isn't true. And what would we discuss at this point? I thought Cowboy Bebop, the live action show, was good. And a lot of other people, including Netflix, thought it was not good. So they didn't renew it. I liked it. I thought it was really good. I don't know. I don't know what their problem was. The, the, it's been suggested that the problem was that it simply can't transfer from animation to live action and retain sort of that whatever it is that Cowboy Bebop had that made it, you know, really fantastic. Well, I disagree. I thought it, I, I thought it was really well done. And so I don't know what people thought they were missing or what, uh, you know, like, what is it that they could have done differently in order to make Cowboy Bebop a success? I don't know. But according to the fine people at Netflix, it wasn't. And so it's not coming back. What else is there to say? Sam, what you saw it, didn't you? I saw a bit of it. Um, my friends who are way more into uh, the source material than I am, they didn't like it beyond Kevin. I didn't even know Kevin liked it, honestly. I didn't know Kevin gave him a shot yet. Um, but, oh, so, so, so I just realized that I got a text from Scott saying he's frozen. So we're speaking into the ether. Oh. Oh. Interesting. Well, I mean, the live stream is still happening, so we can keep talking about it. What is it about it that you? Uh, what are the things about it that you liked? I mean, I, I thought it did of all of the live action anime like adaptions. I thought it did truly the best of any of them I've seen. I think it really was the best live action adaptation for an anime. And I think it had the best shot. I just, watching it felt, it didn't feel like, I, this was my sound silly, it didn't feel like watching Cowboy Bebop the anime. It felt like watching like a play of it or like a... Yeah, exactly. A version of it that was live action. And that's, you know, I mean, that's what you're going to get. I get the idea that we're all sort of you know, we're all sort of used to it being animated. And I think this is the reason Akira has never been successfully made into a live-action film. I think that, I mean, there's a lot of these animated properties, and particularly um, Japanimation properties, or manga, or, or whatever. I, all, all those prop anime, I, I, I have a feeling that the reason we don't get more live-action is because... People are so entrenched in the animation that they just cannot accept. They cannot accept the live action. And it doesn't look right. It doesn't feel right. And so on. Instead of taking a moment and telling your brain, 
This isn't the animated series. This is somebody saying the animated series was so great. We're going to try to make it live action and it's going to be different. And, you know, I shouldn't hold it up to the animated series and compare because it's just not fair to do that. Not fair to the property to do that. So I think a lot of people have that running around in their head and they just decide, oh, this is not the animated one, so I'm just going to hate it. Which I think is stupid. And I thought the show was really good and I'm really surprised that it got canceled. Really surprised. How far did it get again into the show? Do you remember, like, how many... Did it get, like, halfway through? I don't remember the animated series well enough to be able to answer that question. I wish I did, but I don't. I'm going to rewatch it. I bought it at New York. Do you remember? Yes. And so, I think I brought it to Hawaii. I don't remember. It's on Netflix anyways. Yeah, exactly. It's on Netflix, so I'll probably just run through it while it's on Netflix. But the point is, I want to watch it again because I feel like um, I really like it. It's one of the very few animes, you know, for people who listen to the program, you know, I can name uh, all the the anime projects that I actually enjoy. Uh, I can name them all on just my two hands, I suspect, and still have some fingers left over. So, you know, like, it's real easy for, for me to kind of turn the other way and just be like, oh, well. But it happens that I like this one. And it happens that I don't understand why it got panned the way that it did, except for what I already said, which was that, you know, people just had the idea it should be this way and the animated way in their brain. And the moment things start veering away from that, that's what causes problems. Were you guys just chatting or did you see that? We were doing it for the live. Yeah. Um, I wonder if I can get the audio from the live because I lost a bunch. I lost a bunch. You can pull it. How much did you lose? All the way back to when Sandwich left and came back in. Wow. Oh, wow. That sucks. That blows. So let's, uh, Kev, can you stop the live and save it so that I can get that and, uh, and try to get that, uh, gentlemen from parts unknown and your geek stuff png champion the press sunday i mean the show hasn't actually crashed like that in a while that's true so, I mean, you know, it's so we can only for blame some it on one people, thing. 
it, well, it's it, this either goes one of two ways. Either this is now the beginning of the show, <laughs> or it's the sort of second part, unintentional second segment. I mean, yeah, it, it's part. I would say it's part one a, because and I dropped out right in the middle of the discussion of Cowboy Bebop because we don't want Vicious Smith to think we are not addressing his voicemail. I think uh, Sandwich crashed it because it's Vicious Smith with whom he has oh, my, a, my, uh, my ongoing feud. <laughs> where I will dude. see you at WrestleMania, Vicious, at Geek Stuff Mania, Geek Stuff Mania. Book it, it. book it, Geek Stuff book Mania. It. Tables, Sandwich ladder, and Vicious Discord Smith. match. <laughs> I need to Sandwich get the... versus Vicious Smith. I need... The title of Champion of the Universe. There you go. Uh, I, I will say that uh, Sandwich and I, after you left last week, have had a pretty good discussion of uh, anime and manga and translating it to live action and and the issues. I felt like it was a good conversation. Oh. So. Did you mention Cowboy Bebop during that conversation? Well, yeah, it was that because, was a setup. Yeah, because Cowboy oh. Bebop was canceled. And then... Um, I don't understand what Vicious Smith's problem is here then. Yeah, and then also, sadly and coincidentally, uh, Keiko Nobumoto who is uh, one of the writers behind Cowboy Bebop, died like the same time as they're canceling the show. So that's kind of sad. That's just that's just like cosmically messed up. Yeah. So uh, let's see. At, at 57, which is sad and, and young, so it's uh, anime writer behind Cowboy Bebop, Macross, plus dies at 57. So that's uh, Keiko Nobumoto. Esophageal cancer. Hey, since we're starting the uh, show, uh, we should probably do the social medias. Oh no, I think I don't think we're starting the show over. Oh, I don't know. I'm just covering all the bases, sir. You want to cover those bases? Producer would do. Uh, Oh no, I'm confident in my ability to pull it from the. Oh, oh, okay. So, so if, if. if I'm not able to pull it, then there will be a Scott eats his hat segment at the at the end of this where I do the where I add the uh, social how's, medias. How's that bowler taste? <laughs> Tell us about fedora parmesan that you're enjoying. Yeah. So if I'm not able to get uh, any kind of quality out of it, then I will be offering an apology at the end of the episode when I'm trying to do the editing later tonight. So that's what I think we should do. There you go. Um, so. Over on Netflix also is Follow the House of Usher is uh, with Carla Gugino and uh, Mark Hamill and a few other people. That's a, who wrote, is that, that's a, Follow the House of Usher is Edgar Allan Poe, isn't it? Uh, I'll take your word on that. Come on, you guys. Who took, who took your basic English class? Oh, Frank Langella. Even that wasn't in basic English at this point. Yeah. Edgar Allan Poe inspired series Follow the House of Usher. Um. So yeah. So anyway, I'm 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 up for anything with Mark Hamill and uh, Carla Gugino in it. That sounds good to me. And it should be dark and disturbing because it's Edgar Allan Poe. Season two of The Witcher came out. Oh, I want to see it so bad. I didn't get the start yet. Yeah. I'm meaning to, but I haven't had a chance. It it, it really two, freaks I'm me out. Seasons. You you haven't watched season one of Witcher? No. Oh, you missed really? Out. Nope. Not it's yet. it's pretty good. In my honest opinion, it's pretty good. I really enjoyed it. I think it was one of the better things that, like TV wise, that Netflix has put out in a while. 
That's I mean, just my personal yeah, opinion. you know, the, the fight choreography was awesome, so the fight what, scenes were what, great. Was it wasn't Jupiter ascending or whatever that awful Mark Millar universe wasn't that on Netflix? Yeah, it was on Netflix. Jupiter's <laughs> that might have been the last thing you've seen is. on Netflix in a minute. Jupiter sucks. Whatever. See, whatever what sucks show. about the Millariverse being horrible is that I want Huck as a live action property, and they'll never I, do it. I actually have that book. I know you do. I also have Shogun. Just talking about things. That's not we have. funny. That's not funny because you can replace Huck like that. You can replace Shogun, him. sir, is not easily replaced. Why would I need to replace it? What? what? Well, yeah, we both know where you're going with this, so you can just cut we're just naming out. things. Scott, what do you have? I I have Shogun. Uh huh. I, I have a complete collection of Shogun. I have uh, I think Hot Toys Moon Knight in a nice box in my plus not, not Hot Toys. Oh, uh, was it Sideshow? It, nope. Mezco. Was it's it Mezco? It was a Mezco. Yeah. Oh, Mezco. Yeah, that's uh, one of the Mezco ones. Yeah. Oh, no, you have that. Scott, Scott has the entire West Coast archive <laughs> yeah. that, he can, that he can hold. Over anyone's head. Oh, if you only realize the small fortune that that archive was worth. <laughs> yeah, that's my last. My last resort uh, is if if the. Uh... That's it. If I kick the bucket before I I, you know, uh, uh, get that archive from Scott. Scott and the kids are set. <laughs> you can uh... thank Uncle Kevin for getting you through college. <laughs> Again, right. it's it's uh, back back to that investment in uh, Avatar. Avatar toys. Um, yeah. All right. So, did you want to talk about uh, Hawkeye? So we, well, can I we mean, talk about only episodes in the one sense, through four. Or all I want to say about Hawkeye is, and by the way, guys, I need to tell you this. I saw Spider Man. You saw it. I saw it. It's playing on the island. I went opening night. I've seen the movie. It's uh, fucking mind blowing. I, I was spoiled heavily. Oh yeah! Sadly. Don't spoil anything it for me. I'm going on Tuesday. Mind, but forget the spoils. Just go see it. It's mind oh, blowing. Yeah. You should see it on the big screen. It is mind blowing. And what's hysterical, I think, mm-hmm. is that there is so there are so many, so many things that were rumored to be happening in this movie, and every one of them happened. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's, I mean, they got it all in there. I mean, I mean, little things that they were rumoring. I mean, uh, you know, I'm not saying, you, you know, I, I'm literally saying all of the things that, that, that are considered major, they all happen in this movie. And at this point, if you haven't seen it, you should go see it to see how they execute it. So, and I guess that's the question without spoiling anything. They executed yeah. it well, is what you're saying. A- amazing. That's, that's amazing. Good, Cause I was worried. Yeah. And there's one particular thing. The reason I wanted to bring up Hawkeye, well, first of all, because it's great. I think it's really great. And and what's being said is that not as many Hawkeye people have come to the table as have for uh, Wanda, uh, WandaVision or um, Falcon and the Winter Soldier, which I think is totally fine because... You know, it makes total sense that, you know, uh, Hawkeye is one of the Avengers. Yes. Is he a marquee Avenger? No. Well, Scarlet Witch and Vision clearly are. And you had both of them in that show. And although the real headliner 
in in uh, uh, in Falcon and the Winter Soldier is is Steve Rogers. I, I think that's the draw. It's kind of like it's it's more a show. Yes, it does amazing development for Anthony Mackie's character. Yes, it does amazing. Uh, 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 advancements for Sebastian Stan's character of the Winter Soldier or Bucky Barnes or whatever you want to call him. Um, fantastic character upgrades and, and moving it along and so on and so forth. 100% yes. However, the, the show is about Steve Rogers' legacy. So, of course, if you're taking the top tier sort of guys and sort of developing shows that are adjacent or in the case of WandaVision, starring them, then yeah, those shows are going to be really popular and a show like Hawkeye will be a little less so. I still I, I like Hawkeye better than I liked WandaVision. I'm yeah. totally okay saying that. WandaVision was very clever, very unique. Um, they did amazing things in that show. I think I just like Hawkeye better. I like where Hawkeye's going better. I like the things they're setting up in it. And so the reason I wanted to bring it up today was we cannot talk about until next week. We can't talk about last week's episode. We can talk about two weeks ago's episode and it was great and had a lot of great stuff in it and that's all well and good. However, the end of last week's episode ties directly into the Spider-Man movie in a significant way. And that's what I wanted to talk about, except we can't really do that. We can't talk about Hawkeye until next week and we can't talk about spider-man until the week after that and then we're, and then we're not even we're weeks. not even here next week yeah, yeah we're not here so the we're, next two we're weeks, not right? even going to get to discuss this until the, the until next year well, the new year will will be nice then is in the new year we could do the spider-man and hawkeye yeah. will be done and open yep. for spoilers by then it will so we can do a full breakdown yeah yes. i feel like hawkeye is gonna doesn't they got a lot to do in episode six i mean debatable well i mean i guess it's gonna tie i mean if it doesn't tie directly into like they'll finish it up in spider-man did you see five i did see five yeah okay so so i mean you know again i'm 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 digging it i don't think that we we need to see you saw the part that i meant at the end yes yes significant yeah super significant and and then that it opens so many more questions now for what does this mean to me right like, where does this start and finish? You know what I mean? I mean, so far from what I can tell, it's going exactly in the direction that fans of of uh, things involved in what we can't talk about were hoping it would go. Yep. And we'll talk more about that in 2022. Yeah, that's crazy. So let's... Uh... Let's let's get to a break. Let's let's finish up on the streaming services. Um, there's uh, an animated boys series coming with uh, Andy Samberg and Seth Rogen wor- working on it. Have you heard anything about that? Not a thing. Uh, and well, now you now you've heard that much. And Good Omens two, we got uh, John Hamm is coming back to reprise his role as uh, Gabriel in season two, so that should be good. That's nice. I mean, Good Good Omens was also fantastic. I've never read the books, but I mean, uh, the book, the book. singular. Oh, sorry, I've never read the book, but I mean, man. Well, so is is Neil Gaiman going to be penning new stuff 
for I honestly two? do not know. I don't know if he's working on this or not. He's got his own problems to work on. <laughs> so I don't know what his involvement is with Good Omens past series one because the book is done. I think. I mean, yeah, that was that was the story of yeah, the novel. I would, I would assume. So this is new, all new territory now for those characters. So we're kind of all going to wait and see. And I honestly don't know. I don't know if Neil's involved in the second season or not. Good I mean, I would hope too. yes, but I don't know. Electric Boogaloo. We, we know who's not involved. Terry Pratchett. Because he's still so, dead. Because he did. Yeah. You know what he would be doing if he were alive today? Get me out of this box. Uh, probably. Uh, all right so then the last streaming service we'll talk about is peacock and uh mr rob zombie wants you to know that he's still working on the monsters that's going to be appearing on peacock at some point in the future here it is <laughs> good for you rob you he's, work on that yeah reboot okay uh so i think that uh, we should uh, go to a break and with Again? that no a real break a real break, a scheduled break. Yeah, not, not, not an, an unscheduled. unscheduled break. With that, Mr. Sandwich, uh, Mr. Scott, we will take this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 664, the one we're calling The Crash Sandwich, uh, to a break, and we'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. We need to get the word out that the listeners can be involved with Geek Stuff TNG directly by using our GVM line. 201-730-2547. Hmm. Maybe we could use our seductive voices? Huh? Our what? All right. Here. Let's read these lines in our most seductive voices. Like this. <clears throat> hey there. We want you to be a part of Geek Stuff TNG with your questions and your hmm, comments. Oh! <clears throat> That's right. We want you to tell us what's hmm, on your mind. What we are doing that you <laughs> like. <coughs> So call us on the GVM line, 201-730-2547, and you may hear yourself uh, on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG. <laughs> wow. Wow. What? Okay, here we go. I'm James Hatton. And I'm Podcast Rob. And we're the Something Something Cast. We're a pop culture podcast that chats about movies, comics, TV, music, video games, and a whole lot more. Check us out at our home at somethingcast.com. And also on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and other fine podcatchers as well. Proud members of Hashtag Potter and Family and ACPN, the art, comedy, and pop culture podcast network. Okay, here we go. Hey Geek Stuff listeners, it's West Coast Scott here. Did you know I do a podcast with my lovely wife? Say hi, Brittany. Hi. Tell them about our podcast. We do a weekly podcast where we talk about travel, conventions, Disneyland, and our growing family. It's called the PieCast because we got married on Pie Day, and it's available wherever you find your podcasts. You can also follow us on social media. At Pie Day Family. And my new Twitter handle is at Pie Day Scott. Check us out. 
Build your own X-Wing. Luke Skywalker's legendary Red 5 Starfighter from the Star Wars Saga. The X-Wing is recreated in stunning detail in a massive 1 to 18 scale and comes complete with remote-activated working lights, R2-D2 motorized wings, removable hyperdrive opening cockpit, and a magazine full of fascinating facts, plus an amazing step-by-step -step assembly guide. You will also receive a free binder, power pack, and bookends model space. And now, another classic Geek Stuff ID. Hello, this is Neil Gaiman, uh, writer of lots of different things, really, and you're listening to Big Kev's Geek Stuff. Geek Stuff TNG. Church of East Rockaway, 
And, uh, Kevin, the one thing you missed was the walking taco. I know you're partial to the empanada at Geek Flea, but I think the walking taco would uh, bring you over to the dark side. So anyway, guys, I just want to give you that quick report. This is super fan David D. signing off, and thanks for the mention on the page. Really appreciate it. Hey, guys, want to add one more thing to the Huracan 2021 report. There was a sighting at the show of superfan Sergey at Huracan, and he may be giving you his own report. Well, there we go. A couple of super fans there. Super fan Sergey, super fan Dave, Dave D, I think. Super fans uh, talking about Huracan 2021 over there, raising money for the uh, Bethany Church, I think it is, out there in Long Island. So, uh, yeah, sounds like a good time was had by all. It, it also and- sounded like super fan Sergey was calling from deep, deep, deep Siberia. But then, yeah, uh, Superfan David was calling during a hurricane. I think, yeah, it sounded like that. And 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 how? What a great what a great uh, thing uh, to have happened to Superfan Sergey that he won the signed Mike Magnola print. Wow, <laughs> yeah, Magnola. There's no I at the end. Magnola. If it's Russian, Magnolia. Well, I don't, you know, I don't even care. Call him whatever you want. I call him the Muppet. So, yeah, I don't know why I care. How Trinity Fork here. Burned a new Hellboy. Yeah, well, you know, I created Hellboy. And, you know, then I, you know, I became kind of a dick. And, yeah, so anyway. Uh, yeah, so um, that, but it sounds like everybody had a good time. Sounds like they had a nice turnout. They they met their fundraising goals with Huracan as the fundraiser. So they met that. Sounds like they had a lot of uh, great guests, artists, and writers, and 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 all of that. So you know, I've not yet been to uh, Huracan, and I I've promised uh, a bunch of super fans uh, that I would come out to that show. Unfortunately, this time around, uh, it was. I feel like it was right after I left, right? Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, it was. it was like the same day that I left. I think. I think it was the weekend that I left New York, so uh, or New Jersey, rather, the East Coast. In any event, yeah. I think it was literally the next day. I'm pretty sure. Um, so I didn't get to to go this time around either. But you know, you never know. One day the timing might work out, and I might actually get to go to Huracan. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it sounds like everybody had a good time. You know, I love little shows like that. Um, I love, you know, getting those, uh, we love getting those con reports. Absolutely. You go to a, a convention or a comic show in your neck of the woods, by all means, give us a call at the GVM line. 201-730-2547. And you may hear yourself on an upcoming episode of Geek Stuff TNG telling us all about what you saw at the, uh, the shows near you. And considering Omicron, you know, we may not have shows again uh for a bit so who knows but if you get out to any uh you know by all means give us a call at the gvm line 201-730-2547 and then you can give us a call at the gvm line 201-730-2547 and then you can email us at geeksoftng at gmail.com or hit us up on facebook at geeksoftng i didn't say that either just saying i was about to say and you can let us know, you know, how you liked it. That's what I was going to say. 
Sounds, at so, Geeks of TNG at gmail.com. It sounds like soundboard sandwich over there. Boom, you hit the button and he says the number. You hit the button and he says we the number. We need a soundboard. You know who needs a soundboard? Sandwich needs a soundboard. <laughs> That's who needs a soundboard. Uh, speaking, zero one, was, so, oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry, speaking okay. of which, Sandwich, why don't you give us uh, why don't you give us the uh, the live read now that we're back from break officially? Okay, yes. All right, one minute. I need, I need to get in character. I need to get in character. Focus, center. You want to center? Center. I need my Yoda for center. Ow! <laughs> wow. I can't believe Live Yoda just came shop. off the top ropes. <laughs> It's a, it's a it's a tag match. Me Chris, and Baby Yoda versus just tagged the in Grogu. <laughs> oh Live my God! Yogu is off the Grogu's off the top ropes. Oh my God! I've never really seen anything like this, Gene. Live from the sandwich shop, Party Productions in sunny Southern California, and Big California Studios. <laughs> it's Geek Stuff TNG. During our commercial break. Here's from our amazing sponsor, BuildXWing.com. This model is in 118th scale, making it the only fully scaled, fully detailed X-Wing ever made for use with your 3 and 3 quarter Star Wars action figures. This X-Wing features many amazing details, like the proton torpedo bay, working engine lights, and a light up R2-D2. You can add your own boops, bops, and beeps. The S-foils open into attack position. The laser cannons simulate firing and the engine lights power up, all by remote control. We recommend you take them up on their premium offer. You get one eighteenth scale hangar accessories to create a detailed display of your X-Wing, including crates, tanks, personal transporter, landing lamps, fuel pump, ladder, as well as several static figures, including ground crew members and even Luke Skywalker himself. When you sign up for your subscription each month, in addition to your parts of the model, you'll get four full-color magazines featuring instructions for the parts you've received, fascinating articles about the original models used in the movies, and more. You can collect these great source materials in a free binder, which you'll receive as part of your subscription. As a fan of collectibles, you may have seen models like this online or at shows or conventions, and I don't need to tell you the price tag can be quite high. The genius of this system is that you're paying a little each month as well as having fun putting it together yourself. You can check out more info over at buildxwing.com or reach them by phone at 877-544-6779. Check them out today. That was a wonderful live read from Sandwich as always. Um, I think we need to we need to keep moving along because we're almost uh, out of time here. Let's get to the more, more production. Geek stuff. Comic news. Smell that? That's the smell of new comic books. So if you've been following along on the Facebook page, uh, you'll you would have seen uh, the bad news about uh, Mr. George Perez. Yes. So George Perez has. Is it? cancer pancreatic, pancreatic cancer. cancer it's pancreatic yeah. cancer right and yeah. it's and it's like advanced yes. as well right so that is uh it's horrible news i gotta respect the fact that he put that out there um and wanted the fans to know and so on and of course all the uh all the fans from all over the world of which george perez has billions uh uh, have been, you know, writing in and, and and giving their well wishes, creators across the board, writers and other artists, uh, 
uh, who, whom he has influenced and, and so on and so forth. Yeah, but it is really, really sad. It's a really sad news. And, and he is a tremendous artist, a prolific DC artist in the, the 80s in particular. Um, so yeah, wow. I, I'm it's seeing really... uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. I mean, that's a pretty major work. Yeah, um, you might have heard of that one. Yeah, I mean, that's pretty big. Uh, so, so yeah, so you know, our hearts go out and our well wishes go out to George Perez. You know, can I just say I feel like we're at a point in comic book, maybe just because like I feel like comic books as a whole aren't as interesting as they used to be. I can't really name any of the newer artists who are on the scene but i can name a lot more of the older artists so it's really you know you really have to appreciate the people who have done the art and have become such a pinnacle in like the culture because you know respectfully we're getting to a point yeah he was big in the 80s that was 40 years ago you know it's it's the same thing that i say uh about people who were in the original star wars trilogy you know, and how I say to everybody all the time, I usually say this around celebration time. So, you know, you'll hear this speech in, in, in the spring this year, also assuming celebration happens uh, in California. Um, you'll, you'll hear this, this speech, and that is go see these people. Go see them. Go see them and thank them for their participation that whatever small part they may have played, you know, that they put a rubber mask on and they were in the cantina scene. You know, we lost like, I think two of those people in the last couple of years, two of them. And one of them I met right before, uh, uh, I met right before she passed away. I, I, I'm so upset right now because I cannot remember her name, but uh, I, I met her at the last celebration right before she met at celebration i was the last person to get an autograph from david prowse at celebration and he passed away and he was chewbacca who was a fairly significant character in those movies i would say yeah and as such a significant part of of the youth of many people myself included so if you get the opportunity to go shake the hand of a person who is in an original Star Wars movie, go. Because your opportunities are running out. They're all, oh, well, how old's Mark Hamill? Isn't he like 70? You know, how old is, I mean, you're not going to meet Harrison Ford, but you know, like, I mean, how old are these people now? <laughs> and, Unless he crashes his plane onto your property. I mean, that's always a possibility. Well, yeah, there, there's that. But I mean, I mean, I mean, just take Mark Hamill as the example. Mark Hamill's like 19 or 20 when they made Star Wars, whatever he was. The guy is 70 odd years old now. And if he is one of the younger guys in the movie, what does that tell you about everybody else? They're getting up there. And that's the same thing with comic book artists. These classic guys from the, from like not really the fifties so much because most of them regrettably have passed away but you're getting into the point now where the guys from the sixties are really few guys in the seventies and eighties, like George Perez are, are, you know, are turning up at fewer shows, one, two, getting sick, three, getting older and so on and so on. And, you know, sandwich makes an excellent point because 
the comics, the comic industry has become so, do you know why, you know, George Perez, do you know why, you know, some of the names of the people in the seventies? Cause they stuck those people on those books and they left them there. They left them alone to do the book. And George Perez did a huge run on whatever. Yeah, he did crisis. Absolutely. It's a classic book. He did do that, but he did runs on other books too. Didn't he do Titans? Wasn't he like the first guy on Teen Titans or, or something like that? Yeah. I mean, he's, he did a lot of really important books. And uh, the reason you know his name and, and where it comes into what Sandwich was saying is because they, they just don't do that anymore. You know, they'll put a guy on a book for a, for a brief period and off he'll go, or it'll be a guy who comes in, he does one issue and off he goes. And since there's no continuity anymore, uh, or I should say not none, but the continuity is certainly frayed, particularly in the Marvel books, uh, you, you it, it's hard to follow. And it just makes the whole industry sort of scattered. And so how are you investing in guys like George Perez? You don't have an artist that you're investing in that way these days. You don't have a book that you're investing in like that these days. You just don't have them because they're scattered and all over the place. So if you liked guys who were popular in the 70s and 80s of anything, TV, movies, comics, anything in the geek culture genre that this program covers, and you get an opportunity to see them at a convention, go fucking see them. Shake their hand, give them their 20 bucks for or whatever it is that they're asking for for a signed photo or or you know, or get a book signed by them if they're doing that or you know, if 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 you're a little more fluent uh, affluent and, and and you like the guy enough, pay the 100 bucks and let them do a little sketch for you in your sketchbook. Support these people because when you were a kid and you were younger, they were supporting you, not in a monetary way, but in a, in a culture way, in an entertainment way, they were supporting you. And a lot of them aren't getting, you know, scratch for doing that, but then they turn up with pancreatic cancer or they, you know, or, or, the, or they're in the, you know, we, we got to set up uh GoFundMe's. To, to fund their lawyers to get the shysters away from them. Like we talked about earlier with Nichelle Nichols. You right. see a person from a Star Trek TV show, go say hi to them, especially the original series. I don't care who it is. Ron Howard's brother. He was like <laughs> six when that show came out. He was on it. Go say hi to him. Shake his hand. Pay the 20 bucks to get a photo with him. Or, or a signed photo or whatever it is, do it. Because let me tell you, your opportunities for doing that are running out. Yeah, I think that's like a, a running theme in, in this show this year. And, and I think every that it's time one of these cats. Yeah, yeah. I mean, as far as our guests have gone this year, yeah. I mean, think about the guests that we had in 21. On this program. Now, yeah, I mean, we don't have a flurry of guests. That's true. And there's a lot of reasons for that. We take guests when we can take guests and so on. And if you're connected to somebody and, you know, you think they have a good time hanging with us on the show, talking about old shit, then fine. Put me in touch and, and, and we'll get them on. But think about the guests we had this year. The youngest guest we had this year was, uh, was the Rocketeer, Billy Campbell. The Rocketeer came out in 1991. 
And who did we have on before that? You know, who else did we have on? We had Catherine Mary Stewart and Lance Guest, who both were in a really popular, you know, uh, effectively a B movie by film standards, not by mine, a movie by my standards, The Last Starfighter. That came out in 1984, wow. I think. Right? 84, 85, somewhere in there. Yeah. Right? Who else did we have on? We had Stephen Banks and we had uh, uh, Mr. McLaughlin whose first name I'm forgetting at the moment. Um, uh, we had those guys on. And and what movie were they in? The Black Hole. Black Hole. The Black Hole, 1979. 79. I was thinking that was early 80s, but it was 79. Yeah. 79. I mean, yeah, they did other things. Stephen Banks was the head writer for SpongeBob for a number of years. And I mean, I would be remiss if I did not mention the greatest one man show of all time, Stephen Banks Home Entertainment Center, available for you to check out on Amazon.com, uh, uh, Prime Video, rather. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Prime Videos that, that it's available on. Uh, I would be remiss. But however, that was also the 80s. I believe that was 88 or 89. So, you know, that is a reoccurring theme, as Scott mentioned. That is a reoccurring theme. And it should be a reoccurring theme for you. There's a show near you. You go to a show and you're like, oh, there's that guy from Happy Days. Did you ever watch Happy Days? Billions of people watched Happy Days. Go say to the, hi to the guy from Happy Days. I don't know which guy it would be now that I'm saying that. Because I don't, I don't know that most of them do conventions. But the point is, every time you, you know, every time you hear, this is what I want. I want to tell you how the subliminal thought process works. Every time you hear of a person who was popular in the '80s, the '70s, or even the '60s, and they've passed away, and you had an opportunity to shake their hand and thank them for the part they played in your childhood or to give them 20 bucks and let them sign something for you or to, or to even go even high to get the photo opportunity with them and everything else. If you didn't do that, I want you to feel terrible about it. I want you to feel terrible that you didn't go up to uh, like a Cindy Williams from, uh, uh, from Laverne Laverne Shirley. Shirley. Yeah. I want you to feel terrible that you didn't go up to uh, uh you know like one of these pro wrestlers who can barely move anymore but he was your favorite like lonely like lonely what's his name what's the one that he's always alone at his there's a whole meme about him being alone at his table oh at the cons. Uh, oh that's that's uh virgil lonely virgil yeah yeah go up to virgil or go up to jake the snake roberts who who who, who if you remember i saw him at new york comic-con outside smoking while he had his oxygen tube in his oh. nose, you know, like it, these people were an important part of your childhood. You don't go up and say hi to them. And then you find out that they died and you had a chance to go up and say hi to them. I want you to feel terrible about it. Yeah. I mean, my, my two, I mean, I'm, I missed the opportunity for Rowdy Roddy Piper, but I mean, I, I didn't think that, I mean, I thought he was going to be around a lot longer than he was. And then the same thing, I, I missed my opportunity with Adam West and he died like literally a, you know, a week or so after the con that, that I could have gotten the signature yep. from. And then, and, and Brittany is mad at me right now because, uh, because of scheduling problems, we didn't, uh, get the photo op with William Daniels 
you know, Mr. Feeney from Boy Meets World for some people and the voice of Kit the Car for other people. Um, we didn't get the photo op with him and he's 90 something. So, I mean, yeah, we, we got to take that next opportunity to see, to see him if possible. If you have one. Yeah. 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 So, 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 you know, there you go. All right. Well, let's, let's pull it back to, to comics. Maybe talk about something a little, a little lighter. Uh, but I, I mean, again, well said, Kev. I mean, everything you said there, I, I'm, I agree with you. You know, take the opportunity, just give them a thanks. You know, and and let let them know that they had a positive impact on on your life. That's what you know. What everybody deserves that. Everybody deserves that. That in in their golden years, they if they spent that time contributing to your childhood, they deserve your thanks. Yeah, and you deserve to feel badly (laughs) if you have an opportunity to do that and you don't. So there you go. All right, that goes for you too, sandwich. All them Saved by the Bell kids that, you know, were popular when you were a boy. Yeah, I, I don't have that. I have the fact that Jerry the King Lawler came by our our booth last Comic-Con, and I let him walk away without saying anything to him. And I've been thinking about it off and on so, since the convention. But speaking of yep. Saved by the Bell and speaking of wrestling, I actually wrestled Mario Lopez in high school. What? You did? I legit... When I was on my high school wrestling team, he was on his high school wrestling team. We wrestled at a tournament down in San Diego. Um, that's my celebrity. Uh, Where, are the, Where are the photos? Where the photos of, of you in in the unitard? <laughs> you know, some of those probably do wrestling exist. Mario Lopez. But I don't. I don't have the of the actual match, and I did lose. And I always felt like had I won, I would have gone on to you know be a, a host on Entertainment Tonight. But apparently, that's probably not the way life works. Nope. That's, very, that's variant Scott. <laughs> variant that's Scott. Exactly. Scott, you know, yeah. the what if, the what if Scott would have won that what match? If Scott had won that match. Mario Lopez yeah. would be here hosting Geekstar. He'd producing. be the unpaid intern of Geeks of TNG. <laughs> the unpaid associate. Oh, poor Mario. You know, you know what? Hey, let's let's pull it back in. Speaking of what if, uh, there's going to be a Captain Carter comic book. We're talking comic books right now. It's going to be a five issue limited series. Um, Looks like it's going to be written by uh, Jamie McKelvey. And don't know. Uh, let's see. Art by uh, Marika Cresta. Oh, no. Don't know. No. All right. Well, you're going to get... It's going to be... It looks like it's picking up right where What If left off. So her in modern day and, and a five-issue run. So if you like the What If series and you're a fan of Captain Carter, which, Kev, you are, right? I am a huge fan of Captain Carter. So is that something that would inspire you to pick up the book? Would you wait for it to come out and trade? What What do you think? I, I would be a trader waiter because I feel like the monthly over the month over month support of Marvel is the reason that they are allowed to continue to do the shit that they do. <laughs> and I think if people stopped reading their books month to month and maybe only bought them when they were collected, maybe that would send a message to Marvel. But I also feel like Marvel... Um, sometimes I feel anyway, like Marvel wouldn't get a message if it was written on their hand, you know, like it's just, I mean, it couldn't be more obvious that the, you know, that the, the hobby has fallen off, the business has fallen off and you hear every reason why that is. And they just completely ignore them. So Maybe I'll get it as a trade simply because it's a character in my sphere, but that's it. 
Yeah, and you also have um, Iron Man slash Captain America number one coming out. Uh, it looks like the big, what the story on that is, uh, over at Screen Rant, they're talking about how there's lots of armored characters flying around. They're not all Iron Man, but like the assumption is that it's just Iron Man. That's the that's the bit on the first pages of the new uh, Iron Man, Captain America, Captain America slash Iron Man number one. So I don't really know what the storyline is going to be there. Is that some, that's another Trader Raider or are you not even not even interested not in even that? no, no. At this point for me, I'm reading Cap's title. I'm reading uh, Daredevil's title, although I, I got a bunch of stuff. In, and I'm not reading anything currently, if I'm being honest. I'm going to have to play catch-up at some point, um, you know, for reasons that Sandwich knows. It's not Sandwich's fault. He just knows why I'm not reading anything currently. And uh, I the only other book that I want, well, I'll read Captain Carter in trade, but the only other book that I'm really interested in reading is Strange Academy. Because of Brother kind of Voodoo. Like, what's that? Because of Brother Voodoo. Because of Brother Voodoo, yeah. And I, I've always said, if there's a book that has Brother Voodoo in it, I'll read it. Um, and if they make toys of Brother Voodoo, I will have them. And I do. So, um, only because the most ridiculous character of all. Nah, that's not even true. Because they made a, a Marvel Legends made the frog this year. So, or Leapfrog or whatever the hell they're calling him, I forget. But. I, there's a character I never thought we'd see a toy of. Anyway, uh, other than Cap and Daredevil, the only two things I'd be interested in are, are Captain Carter, yes, as a trade. And I probably will read in trade Strange Academy, assuming that they trade it, which they may have. And maybe, I don't know, maybe it may be a couple years old already. I don't even remember. So, so there you go. So how about a Han and Chewie book? Yeah, now I've heard about this too. And I think this is a mistake. Because what they really should do is they should be making a Han and Chewy TV show. Like like for because, Disney Plus? Yeah, exactly. But they're making Lando, but not Han and Chewy. It doesn't make sense to me that this is the case. That this is what, you know, they're they've decided to do. When would you do it? like like solo style like before he met anyone no i would yeah no i would do it i would do i would pick up where solo left off there was clearly meant to be more solo movies the way that that movie was written and the way that it ended there was clearly intended to be additional solo movies so there should be a solo tv show and everybody want after everybody got over their solo uh hate uh, hate which was really just last jedi hate that spilled over on solo everybody started hashtagging you know make solo two happen well disney can make solo tv happen you know and, and get a tv show they can do these innocuous tv shows like like what whatever that one that was just canceled was that rogue squadron or maybe that was a movie that was canceled yeah, that i don't was a movie. remember but the point is, is that they can do these sort of spin off. Everything is spinning off the Mandalorian, uh, but they can't, you know, they can't spin off of one of their movies. And, 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 and they are, they're doing, and, and again, they're doing, it's called Lando, which I also think is a stupid mistake. Why on earth are they not calling it the Calrissian Chronicles? Just like his little log that he was keeping, like it's so 
I just don't get them sometimes. Yeah, but and but they could backdoor pilot that the same way they did Book of Boba Fett, right? You know, have they could have a, a Han I don't Chewie think they will swing but they through. Could. Oh, it would be great if they did though, because you're right. I mean, sure. uh, who, who wouldn't watch Han Chewie, the Millennium Falcon, on, every on a second show? of it? Absolutely, every second of it, and it would be huge. And they they probably just won't do it, and that's a shame. Yeah. Well, again, we're running long now. We're, we're trying to wrap up uh, 2021. Is it 2021? Almost over? Goodness yeah, still, still. Uh, we got, man, there's a lot of downers here. Uh, Masayuki in, uh, Imura, the creator of the Nintendo Entertainment System, died? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I mean, again, all these people that had so that means profound impacts. NESs, you know, all those NESs in their original box, they're all going to go through the roof now and be a million dollars. <laughs> How about did you see the map of the new Fortnite uh, map? You've been playing Fortnite, right? I do. I've I've seen. Well, are you mean, I mean, you mean it's the out one that's at this point? It's out. I think it's out. Now. I think this uh, that article's like a week old, so it's probably out now. Yeah, I've yeah I've played on it. It, it doesn't. I mean, it's, it's cool, but you know, it's fun. You know, but it's not like anything earth shattering. They have um they have the um the baxter not the baxter building they have the um the what you call it building avengers tower the, no no uh, tower. the the newspaper daily bugle. daily bugle the daily bugle building they have the daily bugle building has sort of just kind of landed there in one spot so you have that you you can get spider-man's web shooters and kind of zip around the board using his web shooters it's really fun actually that part of it um there's webs, there's kind of webs sort of all over the place. And when you encounter these webs, they they act like springs or tires in the game. They fling you really high into the air. Um, that's a lot of fun. Um, so yeah, I've, I've played it. I'm having a lot of fun playing it, as a matter of fact. Waiting to play with my friend Sandwich, but, well, you know. Just saying. All right. Well, let's move on to product. Geek Stuff. Product Reviews. So Are Kev, we doing product tonight? Yeah, let's do some product. Let's do some product. Oh, uh, Kev, you said uh, uh, you sent me a Flash Gordon product that you wanted to talk about, right? Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, what it was was uh, Boss Fight Studios. It's it's kind of, it's disturbing, and uh, let me tell you why. Uh, Boss Fight Studios has a, a bunch of really wonderful licenses. They have the King feature license for four inch. NECA has it for six inch, and NECA has already turned out on that license. They recently NECA has been doing. This is also this, I, I guess this is also news. If you go to NECA's Facebook page, um, and I think their social media also, they have for the last it's for twelve days of Christmas. They've been doing like the twelve visual downloads for christmas so you can get these high res visual checklists for their lines right and one of them was their king features line where they have already like uh, two four six eight maybe 10 or 12 figures already boss fight who has it for four inch has had i think a very when they first got it, I think the figure, I think the first figure they did with their King license was a movie Flash Gordon, friend of this program, Sam Jones. Uh, Flash Gordon in the white t shirt with the green egg football thing, it came in a lunchbox that came out, I feel like over a year, maybe two years ago at this point. 
And they have now the reason the thing that I sent Scott was they have finally solicited two more figures from the line. And it's the sort of tank top Flash Gordon, Sam Jones from the movie, and the Baron, um, which is uh, Timothy Dalton from the movie. Ah, yes. So that, that would be friend in, of the show, Sam Jones, though, right? You, you have to say it. Yeah, friend of, the, friend of the show, Sam Jones. Yeah. Uh, and, and they've just solicited those two. And I'm wondering what's been taking so long. But... They have a lot of, I mean, like everything else, they're waiting for a lot of things. Tarzan is about to arrive. They have a bunch of Phantom stuff out that I don't even know if I got it all or if I'm missing something. I don't even know, you know. But the point is, is that there is all of uh, sort of this beautiful King features uh, stuff that's happening over at Boss Fight. And it all looks great. It really looks great. So why do the Umbrella Academy figures look terrible? This is what I don't understand. Those Flash Gordon four-inch figures of Sam Jones and and uh, uh, Timothy Dalton look great. Why do the Umbrella Academy look terrible? I just I don't understand. So, I guess the you should go over to BossFightStudios.com and check out their uh, their King features. Um, characters that they're producing under hero hacks if you're looking pages a bit disorganized in my opinion um you can check out zorro uh flash gordon tarzan phantom uh those are the lines that oh and also popeye i can't forget popeye um uh, those are all the the lines king features lines that are currently being done by is boss that, fights is that the defenders of the earth like the they the the superhero team made up of all those random Right, wasn't it? Uh, that actually was done by NECA. Are you looking at the NECA? Guy? Oh no, I'm just, I'm just saying when you, the, the, you know, you said Zorro and Flash Gordon and I like that group. Like I just pictured a superhero team up of those guys because they were all owned by the same IP company. No. Not no, Defenders of the Earth was an actual cartoon, and it featured Flash Gordon, the Phantom, and Mandrake the Magician. Yeah. So, yeah. so, but I mean, again, it, it's just because the IP was owned by the same company, and then they pushed they pushed him into that cartoon, right? Kinda, yeah, yeah. yeah that's and all. That's Nate all I was thinking was the... when I heard you say Zorro, yeah. but it was Mandrake, uh, the magician. Yeah. Magician was the well. Thing. Neca has actually put out six inch versions of the uh, of at least a couple of those characters already from that cartoon. Neca has also put out six inch versions of the flash gordon animated series from the 80s six inch versions of the of ming and flash from that series they've put out six inch versions of uh sort of classic flash gordon and ming from like the comic you know the comic strip um so yeah i mean neca is really you know knocking it out king features wise and um boss fight they're slow going but they they have stuff coming out which is really and you know you know who can speak to this the sandwich because i remember sandwich reaching out to me when zorro came into the archive and sandwich was like this is the coolest looking packaging and toy that i've ever seen it looked dope it looked dope was the way he described it, as I recall, using the vernacular of the youth. <laughs> uh, he said that it was dope. And so, and it is dope. 
and 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 no one's saying boss fight doesn't do a great job on everything i mean the the stuff looks great why does umbrella academy not i just don't get it so yeah, anyway that's too bad uh so a lot of king features stuff out there check it out check it out over at NECA and check it out over at boss fight you can still get most if not all of it uh i i'm sure boss fight stuff is still up for pre-order and some of it i think is in stock also i don't know about neca some of that stuff i think is still available but some of it i think is sold out so check your secondary sources if you're interested in that stuff how about the uh marvel legends line for dr strange 2 uh, it, which includes at least one character that was redone from Doctor Strange 1. <laughs> Would that so, be Doctor, the Doctor himself? It, it is, but it's it's his uh, it, it's it's his it's his astral form. Because in the in the original uh, run of it, they did an astral form Doctor Strange. I think that was like all white or all like frosty plastic or something. This one is actually uh frosty plastic but it's colored correctly and so on and so forth it actually looks really good um there are two non-movie characters in the line which i don't understand why marvel does this i don't understand why they're doing it to movie collectors and they're also doing it to comic collectors because the build-a-figure is a villain in the movie and so you want all of the figures because you want the Build-A-Figure if you're a movie collector. You want the Build-A-Figure because you're a movie collector and you need that figure. But if you're a comic collector, uh, two of these characters, I mean, fine, you're going to get the two characters you want. But if you're a movie collector, you're buying two characters that you may have no interest in. If you're, if you're strictly a movie collector, you will have no interest in Sleepwalker or uh, the other one, Despair, you'll have no interest in those two characters. You just want their build-up pieces, which I suppose you could buy on eBay if you really wanted to and avoid it. But, you know, the build-a-figure prices on eBay tend to be nearly as much as the buying the stupid figure. Yeah, why don't you put in shipping? You might as well just buy the figure, right? So you might as well buy the figure, take the build-a-figure piece out, and then resell the figure and try to break even. Yeah. You know, I mean, you could do that. It's a whole hassle, but this is one of those things. And I really think the Marvel Hasbro, note, note this, Scott, note what I'm about to say, um, because people will ask. I think Hasbro, Hasbro's Marvel team, with some exceptions, is doing an excellent job, an excellent job in being fan responsive, in giving fans things that they want, and doing and just knocking it out of the park constantly. Sleepwalker and Despair are great figures if you're a fan of those characters. Do they belong in a Doctor Strange movie wave? Hell no. And there isn't any other character since we went back to the first movie. Is there no other character that we could have gotten and put in this line uh, rather than putting in to comic characters that are not in the film. I think that that is just lazy. And conversely, it, it, it used to happen conversely as well. There'd be a comic line with a Build-A-Figure that you wanted if you were a comic fan, but there was a movie figure or two in the line, which you may have no interest in. If it's a movie line, guys, 
why don't you just give us a movie line? And you know, if you can't in, in the depths of your uh, resources, if you can't give us a figure from that movie, give us you didn't do in another movie you want a hand with that put a poll out hey what's an mcu figure that we haven't done yet that you'd like to see us do so let me let me be devil's advocate there isn't the point of the build a figure to force you to buy something that you don't want so you can get all the pieces of the build? I mean, isn't why it doesn't have to be that way, but I mean, but that's the sales technique, right? You know, we're putting this piece across. Yeah. But, but Scott, if the whole line is MCU, right. If the whole line is MCU and you're an MCU collector, you're not getting something you don't want. The build a figure is an MCU. You're not getting a figure that you don't want. Let's take Mr. Hyde. Mr. Hyde is a build a figure in a mixed wave that has MCU characters and comic characters. And Mr. Hyde is a comic book character. You're a comic book collector. You want Mr. Hyde. You got to now buy MCU figures in order to get that done. Why? Because they couldn't put Sleepwalker and Despair in that line rather than whatever MCU characters they put in or vice versa. This line. There was no MCU characters that you haven't done that you couldn't put in this line. What about this? Put an MCU character that you previously put in a three pack that nobody can get a hold of, like Nick Fury. Nick Fury from the three pack Toys R Us set alone sells for over $100. Why don't you put a Nick Fury in the line? Everyone will buy it. Everyone will buy it. And MCU collectors will be happy because they're not buying a figure they don't want or need. And there you go. So I say again, are there no characters in the MCU that could have been done in a movie line, even if they weren't in Doctor Strange, that would be better choices for this complete movie line than Despair and uh, Sleepwalker? And I just think that that's that's where the Marvel team is coming up short right now. That and ratcheted knee joints in <laughs> the Sentinel, which is never going away, guys. Never, I'll ever, never is live that, that going away. All in right. fact, wait, just wait until uh, just well, I can't tell you because that that project hasn't happened yet. But just wait. Just wait and see. Just wait and see what what our plan is here on Geek Stuff TNG. Just wait. All right. So what about uh, Beast Kingdom? Are you familiar with that uh, company? Yeah. Yeah. Beast Kingdom does weirdly, uh, very good, but weirdly scaled figures. They're about eight or nine inches tall. So they're they're doing an 89 Batman Live. And not one six. They're kind of in between somewhere. So yeah, they're they're doing the um, Batman 89 figures. Yeah, I actually do want to get that Joker figure. Uh, so I'll probably head over to one of the retailers. Yeah, it's Entertainment Earth is the one that I see it on where it's available for pre-order. Yeah, it's available over at, at, at all of them, actually. Big Bad Toy Store has it as well. I'm not so big a fan of Entertainment Earth, but they also have a boss fight. They have a boss fight exclusive that I didn't know existed, and I'm trying to find out why I didn't know it existed. Yeah, your Joker so. is one hundred and thirty-two dollars over to Entertainment Earth, and Batman's only one hundred and eighteen. So, 
I think the Joker one probably cost them more money because they had to get that very elusive Jack Nicholson likeness rights. They're very difficult to get, apparently, his likeness rights. Oh, yeah? I think it looks pretty good, too. It's the reason I want to get it. Yeah? Yeah, it looks good. So maybe one day soon we'll be uh, doing an unboxing of that one. Maybe. I mean, I was actually going to give a $132 present to the sandwich this year, and then this happened. (laughs) So... Yeah. This sandwich is going to have to wait. Yeah, going to have to put that gift on hold. The Christmas bonus is on hold, and it's now a pre-order for... Uh... One less ivory back scratcher for sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> so let's uh, let's finish up product with uh, Lord of the Rings 30th, is it 30th or 20th? 20th. 20th. This past, yeah, yesterday, uh, since we're taping on Monday the 20th, yesterday, uh, the 19th, December 19th, uh, of 2001 uh, was the premiere of Lord of the Ring, The Fellowship of the Ring. And nobody is making a big deal out of it, apparently. I mean, there hasn't really been any like, you know, d- you know, they, they recently did a Harry Potter thing. The whole cast was there. They did like, they've done all these crazy things uh, to celebrate other, you know, sort of film groupings but they haven't done the cinematic they haven't celebrated the 20th anniversary of the cinematic masterpiece that was uh you know the fellowship of the ring it just seems ridiculous didn't, to me that didn't they have the whole cast on colbert and like do some no no it wasn't the whole cast they did a rap on Colbert, and that's because Colbert is a huge Lord of the Rings nerd. That's true. You don't get you don't get much bigger of a Lord of the Rings nerd than no. Colbert. And and I imagine that he is the one that had that whole idea and got all of them together to do it. The closest thing we've had to any sort of celebration like that, it was during COVID, was a year ago when Josh Gad, you can find this on YouTube, right? Did that reunited together or something like that where he was doing those zoom uh re reunifications re reunites reunions that's it he was doing those zoom reunions um from different shows and different movies and things and they were great they were really great um very exciting uh to see that and the rap i thought was also really funny so you should check both of those things out now did uh, did I mention this on the last episode or maybe it's been something I was talking about in my personal life but I just read one of those factoids that uh J.R.R. Tolkien was tinkering and tinkering and tinkering on The Hobbit and just couldn't get it to where he wanted and that uh his friend C.S. Lewis actually like staged to get him out of town and stole the manuscript and submitted it to a publisher because Tolkien wouldn't finish it and like kind of forced forced that out into the world before Tolkien wanted it that I was, don't, you know, could be an I've urban heard, legend. I've never heard that particular. I, I've heard versions of that story, but I don't know that I've ever heard that particular version of that story. I do know pretty soundly that Tolkien hated uh, C.S. Lewis's books, <laughs> the uh, the what you call it books, the, Je- the Jesus the Lion, Lion books. the Witch in the Wardrobe, yeah. those books. I read he all hated, those in school. He hated those books because they were they were rife with allegory. 
and he hated it, even though his own books were rife with allegory, but just not religious allegory. I mean, and and they're so on the nose. I mean, they couldn't be. I mean, it's just yeah. It's there's not as much nuance to the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe as there is in right Tolkien's books. Right, that's all. Right. But again, that I, that's what I remember, and that I know I've heard that everywhere. But no, I'll have to look into that uh, that story about him tinkering with the Hobbit. I've never heard that he was tinkering with the Hobbit. I know that he was, or at least I've heard that he was tinkering with Lord of the Rings. And as a result, uh, that a lot of people don't know that he rewrote part of the Hobbit. Oh, and so, yeah, yeah, and Riddles in the Dark, which is the scene between Bilbo and Gollum is a completely different scene in the original uh in the original version of the book he he I don't think I I also I don't think that Gollum is as screwed up a character as he is in the you know in, in the in, in sort of the rewritten part of of the hobbit but I believe you can find out there and i think it's available in it's certainly available if you get a first edition of the hobbit that i know i don't know what edition he changed it but i know it had to be early on and he basically basically bilbo beats him and he goes all right well here's the ring have a good day and that was kind of it like it was kind of like that was that was the end of it and i think when he went back and was like doing lord of the rings and and wanted and was tying it to the hobbit that he said, no, this we, we got to do something different. And he rewrote part of that story. Mm. I'm pretty sure I'm right about that. Yeah. If, so. if you know, if you know the answer, or if you're, you know, if you are Stephen Colbert and you want to correct our Tolkien uh, trivia, please give us a call at the GVM line. 201-730-2547. And with that, I think we should uh, wrap up uh, the, the year of Geek Stuff. Don't we have that wrap-up production? The one that goes crazy and has Jay screaming at the end? <laughs> I, actually, I actually like that one. All right. I can do that. Geek stuff. Wrapping up. I've got that. I've got that production. I'll, I'll bring that in there. Let's do it right now. Geek stuff is wrapping up. Okay, on today's show, we talked about... The, uh, oh, oh, we don't do that anymore. No, we don't do that anymore. Let's just do the social medias. Uh, Sandwich, why don't you start? Uh, you can find me on Instagram and in theory, Xbox One at Fat Dumbledore. No, F-A-T- no, I'm going to interrupt you. B-L-E-D-O-R-E. It's a lie. It's a lie. Because there is constantly Fat Dumbledore on Xbox One, but it's not him. It's whoever he's, he's allowing to phony. use his account. You are a phony. It's whoever he's allowing to use his account because I have not played a single game of Fortnite with this man. Not a single game. In fact, I can't even remember the last time I actually played a game with him. Who was president then? I don't even know. Like, that's how long ago it was. And I've got to find with the new Dumbledore movie coming out, I think I'm going to go get... Uh, from the from the Hangover, where he calls him Fat Jesus, and then I'm going to do Fat Dumbledore. I got to get I got to get that production, so I'm going to work on that for uh, next year. Um, you can find me, your intrepid producer, as Pi Day Scott on Twitter and Pi Day Scott One on Instagram, and be sure to support the show on the Patreons, right? For 
a dollar a month. A dollar a month, you can get access to the Discord server for $3 a month. It's the early bird special where you get the show as soon as we're done with it. You get the bonus round for $5 a month. And for $10 a month, you can watch uh, the show crash several times live on Instagram. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, hey, Sandwich and I had a very interesting conversation during the crash this time that was only available to people on Patreon. Well, I'm going to try to pull that so that we have all that audio oh, and again okay. if i fail to do so there will be uh audio of me eating my hat at the end of this episode no there will be there'll be next week it'll be what wrestling intro can we create for for crash scott that's yeah. really what will happen yeah it would be it would be stone cold just glass breaking oh stone cold. i always wanted the nickname stone cold i like it stone cold scott yeah stone cold west coast scott <laughs> Stone Cold Scott. He's just West Coast Scott. Yeah, no, West Coast Scott's a good one. I know, I came up with that. Yeah. Uh, you can find me over on Xbox, and it's actually me. Uh, as Big Kev GS and BK Geek Stuff everywhere else. All right. Well, gentlemen, I will wish you all a happy holidays, a Merry Christmas, and a happy New yes. Year. Yes. Is all your shopping done for all your 33 children? Yes. Uh, all the, everything is wrapped in under the tree except the stuff that Santa's going to be bringing at some point. So he'll oh, drop that stuff off oh. as well. Uh, did, so we did are ready. Santa, did Santa bring the West Coast Archive, the uh, the Disney Astromax? You know, um, I was not able to find them. I They must be somewhere down in uh, Galaxy's Edge. And so I am oh, reaching out, I'm reaching out to cast members to find out where they work. Oh, I literally boy. went to the store that I normally get them in Tomorrowland and all of the employees there had no idea they'd never seen the, the Astromax. You know, so. Scott, you only have 84 jobs on <laughs> this show. I'm working and, on it. And that's one of them. Yeah. And so, I'm just saying. Well, I haven't given up yet. I'm still, I'm, I'm you know, hey, calls have been made, uh, texts have been sent to cast members for assistance. So I'm working on it. Oh boy. You know, I'll be there this spring. Yeah. Celebration's happening. 2022 is going to be a big year. It may. It may. You you have to uh, you have to tell your wife to, to clear off that couch. And my house is that, so full, the fire marshal's going to shut us down. That might be that might be a thing. Might have Uncle Big Kev on the couch for a couple of days. Nice. Well, that sounds sounds like a plan. We'll look into 2022. And yes. and geek stuff live from uh, celebration. And then, of course, I'll, uh, you know, I'll be visiting the sandwich like I do. And I'm going to try to get to New York Comic Con this year. What's that face? What's that face you're making? (laughs) What? Did that make an upset face? Wow. (laughs) What face? I didn't make a face. It's just awful. I I didn't do anything. Make make that face now because you're you're on the Instagram now. So make that face now. What was the face? I'm coming coming to visit you. This, this. Don't say anything, Scott. He's just trying to get his face off Instagram. Go ahead, make the face now. Now everyone's looking at you. Go ahead, and make the face. Hey, I'm coming to visit, Sandwich. I'm coming to visit. Oh, uh, yeah, that's not it. And with that, Mr. Scott and Mr. Coward, we will bring this episode of Geek Stuff TNG, episode 664. The one we called Crash Sandwich to a close, the way we end some shows by saying. Good night, OG.
wherever you are. And on that note, we cue the music. for you.
Good job, guys. Uh, let's just not come in tomorrow. Let's just take a day. <laughs>